When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? We are here drafting live in the Fantasy Football Throne, but also, and first of all, first of all we need to get into the, the news that's kind of hit news wires right now. The Sean Watson news, I know you guys sometimes get tired of hearing about these updates, but there are updates pretty much every other day, and I don't try and beat a dead horse on the exact same topic. I usually come in here when there is new news, and um, the there have been there has been at least one case, potentially more coming, uh, where these potential alleged victims of the Deshaun Watson situation are filing lawsuits against the Houston Texans for being uh, complicit or... Uh, let me read the statement to you. Today, we've filed uh, the first case of many to probably come of what is likely to be many cases against the Houston Texans related to Deshaun Watson's behavior, uh, basically su- suggesting that they had overwhelming evidence um, that was collected indicating that the Houston Texans enabled Watson's behavior and they're going to go after the Texans. I talked about this weeks ago that the spotlight would eventually turn on to the Houston Texans, and here we are. Uh, The Texans definitely complicit in his behavior, providing non-disclosure agreements and meeting spots for Watson for a lot of these situations. Now, uh, the Texans may not have known exactly what was going on. The Texans may not have been completely aware about all the situations. Maybe they knew about some. There apparently is overwhelming evidence that will come out later that they may have had uh, insight that Deshaun Watson was participating in, in these these alleged activities that Watson says were consensual. The claimants say that they were not, but the Texans apparently knew what was going on. And what's going to be interesting is what happens to the Texans if evidence comes out that they knew something they didn't reveal during the trade when maybe these things were inquired about. Because you can you can bet your bottom dollar that when the, the Browns and the Texans were negotiating this trade and setting it up, there was a lot that had to be talked about regarding Deshaun Watson. And my guess is there's verbiage and things in that trade that probably said you have to divulge whatever you know about these 20 two cases at the time the 22 cases that were on the table pending in civil court at the time of the trade then two more cases popped up which made it 24 20 of which have currently settled so as it stands right now 20 cases are settling or finalizing the settling or have already been settled Uh, there's a lot that gets told later on um, and things that happen behind closed doors at different paces but 20 of the 24 cases were settled 22 of them were on the table at the time of the trade. Two new cases came uh, into the uh, spotlight after the trade was executed, and two more potential cases are pending on this situation of being filed. So you might have what what now is four cases of the 24 
that are still not settled and potentially going to trial, those four cases could grow to six if the two reported cases do end up getting filed that were talked about weeks ago. And then you wonder, does six turn into 10? Does six turn into 20? Does six turn into to whatever? Because there are some say 60 to 100 of these individuals that were set up in these similar situations for Deshaun Watson to meet with. So it's going This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I get ugly. If anybody thinks this is the even the beginning, this might this might be literally the start of what could turn into a roller coaster ride. Not only all off season, all in season and into 2023 and there's a statute of limitations that ends march 15 i believe roughly march 15 of 2023 meaning anybody in the 60 to 100 case or anybody within the 60 to 100 population of people that may have been uh meeting with deshaun watson in similar circumstances as the 22 to 24 cases that were filed against watson those individuals could maybe come forward. When settlements happen, a lot of times people that have sat back, didn't want to be involved in it, they may come forward because they see that this thing's wrapping up. There's a there's a blueprint and a path to a quicker settlement. So wouldn't shock me if four, which is currently the case, turns into six because we heard about two cases pending, turns into 10, turns into 12. But by August 1, I will not be shocked one single bit if we are at 10 plus cases. Um, yeah, smash the like button on the way in the door. There's 52 to 60 of you popping in and out right now. Let's get this to 100 and let's subscribe. Smash subscribe. Let's go get on your horse and let's get into the throne draft where we now have to talk about a little, a little man named Tony Pollard and talk about Tony Pollard season. Um, I'm going to share my screen with you. This is the fantasy football throne draft where you, the followers draft our teams. We go to war. 12 different experts go to war and our own soldiers, our boots on the ground, draft the team for us via vote and then we take the teams into battle. You're looking at the draft right in front of your face. Uh, let me let me lower this. Let me lower, lower it, Smitty. Lower it and you can see the entire draft board. We're currently on the clock at the uh, 6.12. We took Mike Williams... Uh, at 5.1, we took Herbert at 5, 4.12, we took Brees Hall at 3.1, we took Tyreek Hill at 2.12, and we took JT at 1.1. We're currently on the clock. Kenneth Walker got sniped at 6.12. Uh, 
I'm telling you guys, his ADP is going to climb. In the real world, with people that know what they're doing, he's not lasting to 7, 8, 9. In best ball drafts, where you can go right now and take full advantage of people that don't know what they're doing, when it comes to Kenneth Walker, when it comes to DK Metcalf, when it comes to Jalen Waddle, when it comes to Joe Burrow, who's still on the board right now, like part of me looks at this, and I don't really regret taking Herbert because we love Herbert. We think he could be the number one quarterback. Herbert's the GOAT. He'll punch you in the throat in 2022. They're not, there are not a lot of players that I regret not taking. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at Herbert at 4.12, if we would have not gone Herbert to save ourselves to grab Burrow at 6.12, who would we have been able to get? Walker? I would have loved that. But right now, we've got Tony Pollard on the board. And while I love Walker, I love Walker. Kenneth Walker is a league winner once he gets into the lineup. Make no mistake about it. It could take till week four. Like, Prep yourself. I don't want to hear in week three when Walker's not getting 80% of the volume. Smitty, Walker's a bust. Are we here again? I'm telling you in advance that Walker might not get unleashed in weeks one, two, or three. We know that. So don't come at me saying what's going on and lose your patience when I'm giving you a heads up that Walker is falling for a reason. But all of the risk is completely baked in. To like even 6.10 value, let alone 7, 8, 9. And on Underdog Fantasy, if you click on this banner on thefantasyfootballshow.com or the link in the description, use promo code SMITTY, play Underdog Fantasy, you can take advantage of Walker in round 7, 8, 9 like we're talking about because people are literally just sleeping at the wheel when it comes to this Walker kid. He's, he's got the potential to be a top 5 to 10 running back in 2022. Not in 2023. Not in the future. Of course, in the future as well. But Walker could be a top 5 to 10 running back. So take full advantage of that in Underdog Fantasy Drafts. Promo code SMITTY. Uh, go there now by clicking the link in the description or the banner or just using promo code SMITTY, but it's easier to use the link in the, in the description. And, and take advantage of underdog drafts. So we're on the clock right now. We're on the clock right now. Uh, first in the building today was Jeb. Appreciate you. Swaggy's in here. Uh, Four's in here. Dan, Jordan, Kid, Pearson's in the house. Media, uh, Calvin. I know Media's going to want Ayuk here. Which is fine. I mean, Ayuk's definitely going to be in consideration. So let's look at the the, the draft or the, uh, the 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 rank list. These are the best players available. We don't need a quarterback, so we're going to isolate it down to running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. The top running backs available are Cordero Patterson, Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary, Edmonds, James Cook, Rashad Penny, Melvin Gordon, Michael Carter, James Robinson, Isaiah Spiller, Ramondre Stevenson, Ronald Jones, Madison. Damian Pierce, Naheem Hines, Rashad White. We love Rashad White. Daryl Henderson, Tyler Algier is a sleeper, but he could fall. J.D. McKissick, Gainwell, Mostert. Those are the, the picks. Really, if you're asking me, it's between like if you wanted to get bold and go James Cook or something, I can understand that. But it's Tony Pollard or, or Patterson. Patterson's a running back and wide receiver eligible on sleeper. Now, granted, they could strip that away like, they, like, like ESPN stripped away the Taysom Hill tight end rights, which was ridiculous in my opinion. That was all part of strategy, and people got screwed that, that were thinking ahead because people were whining and complaining about that Taysom Hill situation. So running back wide receiver is probably a little different, 
But Cordero Patterson is a running back and wide receiver eligible player on sleeper, which is absolutely great. Problem is, he's 31 years old. The problem is, they're moving him out to wide receiver again, and they're probably going to lean on, on Tyler Algier, who I really like. And it, honestly, I, at first, I'm like, yeah, Patterson's a good pick. Patterson would be a good pick. We could use him as a wide receiver or a running back. It's very, very, it's like a, a, a very sweet cheat code. But then you start thinking about being 31. You start thinking about, you know, the fact that he wore down. I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on that. I feel like Tony Pollard is the clear call here. We've got two picks in a row. I feel like Tony Pollard is the easy call. Let's go ahead and, and start the vote. Um, I'm going to probably go live on IG real quick and just let people know that we're we're live over here doing this. Uh, let, me, let me just go live real quick. The Fantasy Football Throne on the clock. Okay. Let me... Let me post this live. So, who are we going here? Let's vote on screen. I'll look at I'll look at Instagram for the vote. Are we going Tony Pollard? Are we going Tony Pollard? Pollard, Pollard, Pollard is the only choice. Pollard and maybe a tight end. I'm pretty sure Tony Pollard's one of these picks. What's up, Thor? Who do you guys like here? Um, you want might want to get over to YouTube. In order to uh, know who's available, because Instagram, you're going to miss out on on some of that. So, youtube.com slash the fantasy football show. Um, we are live talking about. Let me pin that right here. So, we're live on, on youtube.com slash the fantasy football show. Link in bio. Pollard, Pollard, James Cook, Pollard, Pollard. Waller or Schultz are both gone, bro. Well, way gone. Uh, Pollard, Pollard, Elijah Moore and Pollard, Pollard. I do like Elijah Moore. I do like Ayuk and Elijah Moore. We've got a real dilemma on our hands when it comes to the second pick, but it's pretty pretty clear we're going Pollard here. Uh, G Money wants more. Yeah, let's talk about more on the next pick. G Money, I think we're pretty good on on Pollard for this one. Um, what tight ends? We need a tight end. Uh, yeah, we do need a tight end. James Cook, Ayuk. Um, tight ends available are Hawkinson, Goddard, Dawson, Knox, Ertz, Fryermuth, Gesicki. We definitely need a tight end, but let's look at the, the board and see who's got tight ends. Right now, one, two, three, four, five, six teams have tight ends. I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to like Knox here, but I kind of feel like the value is really strong for Hopkins. Is, so the wide receivers, Hopkins is interesting. Like, if we can weather through Hopkins being out six games, I mean, he could be a league winner, potentially. You know, like, if we if we come out, you know, four or five wins out of the first six games and we have Hopkins, I feel really good about that. It's really a tough pill to swallow, though, when you're going to be without a player for six weeks. It really is, but like once those six weeks are over, you you reflect back and you're like, crap, we should have probably, you know, looked at, at Hopkins, but I don't know. I, I'm tempted to look at Hopkins here. I'm tempted to say Ayuk is just better overall because you get you get potentially, you know, 17 games. Um, Elijah Moore, I think, is the number one wide receiver in New York. I think people are writing him off too quickly just because Garrett Wilson was drafted onto the roster. I think Elijah Moore is going to have something to say about the number one spot there. 
So do you like the number one spot in New York or do you like the number two spot at wide receiver in San Fran? Because make no mistake about it, the number one spot is Debo Samuels. But Debo did get a lot of run between the tackles last year. We do do kind of wonder if, if he's going to, you know, get hurt at some point. Um, Drake London, Burks, Devontae Smith, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Lockett, Renfro, Gabe Davis, Ayuk, Alave, Woods, Chase Claypool, Watson, Kirk, Sky Moore. I think we're going to put Tony Pollard in now. We'll plug Tony Pollard in. That's a pretty easy decision for us here. Pretty unanimous. Um, Stay away from the Jets. I'll never understand why people just say that. Just because of the past, like they have a completely different team. They had the best draft you could possibly ever, ever imagine. I don't think anybody will ever have a better draft in the next decade. Like, this is a different... You can't keep carrying that over. The, if you carry that over, you would have not seen the Bengals coming. And I guarantee you, almost everyone watching didn't see the Bengals coming. Your boy Smitty said the Bengals are going to win the division. The Bengals turn it around. The Jets are going to turn it around. The Jet, You can't just say that. The Jets are the Jets. They're always going to suck. It's not going to happen. The Jets are going to turn around. Every franchise eventually will turn things around at some point. And if you don't see the talent that the Jets have, I don't know what to tell you. Because the Jets are absolutely loaded and and half of that came in this draft absolutely loaded so tony pollard is the pick no objections i don't see any objections anywhere take pollard here since aj dylan is gone pollard is pollard is now a part of our squad absolutely love it jonathan taylor Brees hall tony pollard i feel pretty good about that now we're we're up to this last pick Renfro, I don't I don't want Renfro. Renfro Renfro's got a healthy Waller back. Devontae Adams, there's no way Renfro can can deliver what he what people are expecting in my opinion. So the question is Cordero Patterson, wide receiver and running back. It's it's a it's an attractive proposition. It really is because of the the dual the duality of his his eligibility. The fact that we can put him in at running back or wide receiver is very nice. Very nice. We would literally have three wide receivers or we could have four running backs right now coming out of round six. That's pretty nice. Um, Let's see here. Rashad Penny, James Cook, Michael Carter, James Robinson. Like and subscribe, says Raphael. Appreciate that, Raphael. Deshaun Watson may get appeal, play year, suspension 2023. I don't know what you're reading there, uh, Garza, but basically what's going to happen, no one's more dialed in to this than I am, bro. And what's going to happen is this this guy, Deshaun Watson, is going to be potentially handed an indefinite suspension, bro. Because here, here's what I don't think you you realize is that this discipline officer is deciding starting tomorrow on this case. It'll probably take a week to come down with a recommendation. And if there's discipline handed down at all, then Roger Goodell can step in and overrule the, the disciplinary officer on his appeal. And he's going to be suspended, bro. There's no question about it. It's a matter of, is he suspended for the whole year with some sort of open-ended, like, we'll address 
more cases as they come in? Or will he just be suspended indefinitely to make it easier on everybody because this stuff's going to continue to unravel? Now the spotlight's going over to the Houston Texans like I predicted and told you was going to happen weeks ago that eventually the spotlight would turn. And what's horrible about this for Watson um if you even want to word it that way, because if you don't if you don't think Watson should play, then it's not, I guess, horrible. But if you think you should play, then it's horrible. If you're Watson and you think you're innocent and you are innocent, then it's horrible. If is that this spotlight is now going to make his four cases look that much worse. The fact that there's more negative attention now on the Texans, there's less of a chance Watson gets away with a lesser suspension. Because now it's like this is a big mess. It's almost like a a, a bunch of flares have been ignited and there's smoke going up all around the entire situation now because the, the spotlight is now on Deshaun Watson and the Texans, not just Watson. It's on the Texans now. It's going to make it impossible for him to to escape a, a suspension. Um, okay. Where, where, where are we at here? I'm kind of thinking that uh, if it's up to me... Um, Kyle, uh, Killer, subscribe to the channel. Killer, appreciate you, buddy boy. Appreciate you. Uh, we are doing the... You, you, you subscribe to the channel. You become an exclusive member of the memberships part of the channel, which the link is in the description if you want to become a member of the channel and get the, get those emojis and, and uh, get the exclusivity when we lock the chat down to uh, exclusive mode, member mode. Or if you want a super chat, you get, you get standing ova- ovations in this mug. We don't just sit down and, and unappreciate you. You get appreciated. Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk or Elijah Moore, Ayuk, 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 Devontae Smith or Hopkins. I like the idea of Hopkins, I do. Ayuk, it looks like Hopkins and Ayuk kind of have a little bit of a lead here. Renfro, no Renfro, bro. I like D-Hop, the idea of D-Hop. KO, I I do like the idea of D-Hop, but I, I don't know, I don't like the idea of Renfro. He's not going to play, I think, as well. Russell Gage is interesting. It's a little early, but it's interesting. Edmonds, no thank you. Uh, Hopkins, Hopkins. Okay, so it's down to Hopkins more. <sighs> Dawson Knox, I don't mind that. It's down to Hopkins or Ayuk. It, it, it feels like it's Hopkins or Ayuk. I really like Elijah more, though, but it, it, let's be honest. It's down to Hopkins and Ayuk. So I'm going to put Ayuk on screen and we're going to toss all the votes up we're going to vote again so bear with me one second we're going to vote right now cast your vote I'm only counting votes from this point moving forward on YouTube and then I'll come back and circle back over to Instagram if there's any reason that we need a tie a tiebreaker vote right now vote right now if you missed narrowing it down Unfortunately, this is what we're talking about now. So we got a, a vote for Hopkins. We got a vote for Hopkins. We got a f- vote for Hopkins. Wow. I'm surprised that the Hopkins votes came in that, that hot, that quick. Ayuk, Ayuk. Kenny Walker's gone. I told you guys he was going to go. Everybody keeps telling me I'm, I'm drafting him too early. I'm drafting him too early. Moore's not on the table. Joel, revote. 
Uh, more was on the table, but not enough votes. You got it. You got it. You got to nominate them when it's when it's time. Hopkins. Hopkins. Wow, a lot of Hopkins votes. I don't mind the Hopkins vote. I I feel like it's a little dangerous, but it's also a league winner. Ayuk, Hopkins, Hopkins. Oh, this is getting. Hopkins is going out to a, a, a an early lead. Nuke all day by Terry. Ayuk from Swaggy. Tough one says Banks. Hopkins in the sixth rounds baked in says Vamp. D Hop. Oh, D Hop. I didn't. I did not expect D Hop to come in strong like this. I thought Ayuk was gonna kill him. Ayuk. 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 Oh, Ayuk's coming back. Hopkins comes back. I don't know if you guys are. Some of you are double voting, and and that's not good. Swaggy, have you already voted like three times? All right. Yeah, I am putting them in the wrong slots. Okay, so we got one Hopkins, two Hopkins, three Hopkins, four Hopkins, five Hopkins, six Hopkins, seven, eight, nine, ten. I got to move these. I haven't counted these yet. 10. 11. 12. 13. 14. 15. Hopkins. 16. Hopkins. Wow. Wow. 1. 2. 3. 4. 5. 6. 7. 8. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14 to 16, 14 to 17, 14 to 18, 15 to 18, 15 to 19, I don't know if Scotty voted twice. 16 to 19. Swaggy, didn't you already vote? Scotty already voted Hopkins. I think it's Hopkins. Let's see with the IG chat. Let's okay. Guys, D Hop has way more upside, says KO. Um IG vote. Drop your vote. You guys are gonna be the tiebreaker. This is tough. Wait, Smitty, I think you saw... I think I saw you put an Iuke in the Hopkins pile by accident. I did, but I countered them properly, I think. So, D. Hopkins, you want some D. Hopkins news? Um, let's pull up the latest on Hopkins and just throw it on screen. I mean, there's not there's not a whole lot. There was talk about like an appeal, and then he came out and kind of admitted, you know that that you know he didn't admit what was put in his body. But let's see here. The most Hopkins has withdrawn his appeal of his six game suspension. Hopkins will now officially miss the first six weeks. Let's put this on screen here. And then there's another update. This is a second to, to last update, update on Hopkins right here. 
The timing of the suspension will allow Hollywood Brown to hit the ground running with his reunion with his Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray. It'll also give a 2021 second round pick to uh, it'll also give 2021 second round pick Ronald Rondell Moore an opportunity to lock down a role in the slot. Either Moore or AJ Green will become a reserve once Hopkins returns. Hopkins could be a fantasy difference maker down the stretch, but managers will need to heavily discount him in drafts to reflect his six-game suspension. He profiles as a 3-4 wide receiver, which is where we're drafting him. So we're not like over-drafting him. We're definitely drafting him in the right spot. The question is, is Ayuk going to be better for, for 17 games? And can we survive waiting on Hopkins? Will we be down three to, you know, will we only have three wins and three losses by that time? Um, what did I miss? Who? Somebody just subscribed. Did somebody tell me what just happened? I, I missed the alert. I don't know if someone just subscribed to the channel. Who, who was it? Who was it? Either way. Um, I mean, I feel pretty confident plugging in either one of these guys, but Hopkins, uh, coach Cliff Kingsbury said Hopkins knee will be full go for training camp. Hopkins 2021 season was ended by a torn MCL in week 14. Hopkins had to go under the knife after suffering the injury. Um, he's been rehabbing it during OTAs, but Kingsbury commented his comment indicates that the veteran wide receiver is nearly full go. Uh, man. Hopkins is the play, says Banks. Let's do it. Um, never trust Ayuk when it matters. No Spiller. Yeah, Spiller. Come on. Get the Josh Palmer, Isaiah Spiller. Go full Charger stack. Get the, the Josh Palmer, Isaiah Spiller. I mean, maybe later we'll look at it, but that's that's crazy at this point, bro. There's just no way. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of these comments that are kind of all in the way, so nobody could see here. Let me delete these. So Ayuk Hopkins was a close vote. I can't believe Hopkins won this. I can't believe Hopkins won this. I didn't expect it. I'll take D Hop's D Hop for 11 games rather than Ayuk for 17. Ayuk was awful last year. Says Ko. Ayuk is on his way up. Hopkins is on the way down. Uh, Hopkins isn't on the way down. Like guys, he's still got at least a year or two left Hopkins it is uh, and I didn't I didn't influence that one that one I came out of nowhere I, I'm okay with Hopkins but I was pushing for Elijah Moore or Ayuk maybe CPAT and then I liked Hopkins but I did not expect Hop- Hopkins to win that but I'm fine with it Hopkins it is boom here's our team let me screenshot this bad boy and uh, put it on screen because this is a pretty darn nice looking squad. Granted, we have D Hop out. That does suck. I'm not gonna lie. Six weeks without him is gonna be hard. But guess what? If we're in the money, if we if we pull off some wins, um, we're gonna be looking pretty walking into the remainder of the season. Let's put our screen up on this one. Sorry. Here's our team: Herbert, JT. Brees Hall, Tyreek Hill, Mike Williams, DeAndre Hopkins, Tony Pollard. That th- that Hopkins-Pollard duo is pretty, pretty nice. Uh, congratulations to Vamp. 
for being a, a member for four months on the YouTube exclusive membership, which you can find the link down in the description. Uh, Vamp, absolutely uh, excited to have you um, be a member for four months, bro. Very, very, very appreciative of your support, Vamp. Vamp is always in here. Vamp is a, is a, a myth and a legend here on the channel. And Vamp has a question that I believe I can answer here. Right here. Superflex and Dallas. Oh, San Francisco. I thought it was a Superflex question. San Francisco and Dallas have the same bye week, so you wouldn't have Pollard and Ayuk in the same week, says Vamp. Good, 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 uh, good observation, pal. What do our bye weeks look like? 14, 10, 11, 8, 13, 9. Yeah, we're good on buys. Not that buys matter. If anything, I, I, I think bye weeks all in one week is better than, than than bleeding out slowly all year. But either way, buys don't really matter, ultimately. Uh, appreciate you, homie. You're the man. Saquon and the 24 second for Montgomery and a 23 first. It depends on where the 23 first is, bro. But, uh, you know, you could argue either side of that. It's, it's close. It just depends on that, that, that where that first rounder is, bro. Are we trusting C. Patterson all season? I don't know. We didn't take him, so clearly not. Not not yet. Not at, at six-round value. But, yeah, what a team. Guys, I'm, I'm proud of us. I think we made the right calls. And I wasn't even, like, on the Hopkins train fully. I was, like, I was leaning toward it. Like, I liked it when I saw Hopkins still sitting there. I'm like, Hopkins is there. You know, so like after I said that, I didn't expect you guys to come in strong on Hopkins. I'm very proud of you. It was the right call. Like by the time I was gonna draft, I would have I would have swayed myself alone in a in a room by myself. I would have been like Hopkins is the upside. So I'm proud of you guys. That was good. D Hop is 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 a great selection. I mean, it just may, I, and I, granted it's a name, so it's, you got to be careful not to just be like, you know, oh, let's look at the name Hopkins. But like, when you look at this team, it's like, that's a threat. That's a threat. Not to mention, does anybody realize why the Hopkins is kind of been slowed down as of late? It's because the man gets double teamed for a living with Hollywood Brown on the roster. Now it's really possible he gets opened up. And, and starts finding some touchdowns in, 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 the, in the second half of the season. Not to mention, like, I mean, he's still... Everyone's so quick to say Hopkins is washed. Like, he's still, he's still relatively... Like, he's not, he's not a young man by any means, but he's also not... He's 30 years old. Wide receivers can easily play. They're 30 and they're 31... And sometimes they're 32, but really it's their 31 season at an elite level. Not just like they they hang around and don't get bumped out of the league. Like they can hang around at 32, 33, 34, you know, even 34, 35 sometimes. They can hang around, like Hopkins can hang around that long. But he can play in his prime until 30, his 30, entering his 31 age season being his last. So he's 30 years old. And his birthday is when? Uh, it doesn't say right here. But uh, even if he turned 31 right before the year started, let's just see. He would easily have, in my opinion, the ability to walk into the season. His birthday was in June, so he just turned 30. He was 29. Hopkins easily has this one year left and probably 
maybe one more year left of being at his best. I think you guys, I think you Hopkins doubters out there are letting injury and disappointment overwhelm your senses here. Hopkins is one of the potential biggest six plus round, maybe seven, seven plus. We took him in seven. We didn't take him in six. Seven round steals you could find at the wide receiver position. He's not washed. You think he's washed. If you think he's washed, it's because you were disappointed and you're just mad. He's he just he was just 29 last month. That's not for a wide receiver, you can be elite for one or two more years at 29 years old turning 30. At least one year. And I'm again at the top of your game elite. Not falling off. He isn't washed. People are absolutely ridiculous assuming Hopkins at 29 turning 30 has lost the ability to be the hardest defender or the hardest wide receiver in the league to defend. Like he he is. Let's not talk fantasy. Fantasy is not the number one wide receiver. I'm not an idiot. But when you talk about asking a D-back who one of the toughest wide receivers in the entire NFL is to, to, to cover, Hopkins' name will come up almost every time as a top three, top four, top five guy, if not number one to a lot of people. He's always double teamed. Always. Yeah, Walker was gone. I knew that was going to happen. I'm not mad, though. I love Pollard. I love Hopkins. These are two very good picks. But yeah, I'm a little bummed we didn't get Walker. But I got Walker in so many leagues. We'll be fine. I, I did want him in this throne league. I was really upset that that we didn't, you know, potentially, you know, get excited and reach for him there. But Mike Williams is a good pick. I would have probably been okay. Like... In retrospect, like this is what this is why I try to tell everybody not to worry about reaching on Walker around the in deep end of round five. We were at the top of round five, so it was a little delicate. But when you look at the fact that Walker would have been our five point one, and then you say to yourself, "What if we had Walker, and then here we have Ayuk and Hopkins back to back?" You know, like, is Walker, Ayuk, and Hopkins better than Mike Williams, Pollard, Hopkins? I don't know. You could argue it, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't think we made a mistake either way. I just, I'm really bummed we didn't get Walker. I think he could be a league winner. But at the same time, so, so can Tony Pollard. So can Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard can win leagues. Tony Pollard can win leagues in 2022. And we wouldn't have got both because the vote was between... Pollard and, and Kenneth Walker. So we would not have got both. There's no way to come out with both. So do you like Tony Pollard or do you like Kenneth Walker better? You could easily make an argument. Tony Pollard's not in the driver's seat, but Kenneth Walker's not in there yet either. Although the driver's seat is going to be wide op- open for him at some point this year, week four, week five, week two. But I mean, good, good gracious, man. If Tony, pa- Tony Pollard could be a five yard per carry running back in that Dallas offense if he finally gets the football and the keys to the lineup. So I love it. Hopkins has good upside back end of the season. Absolutely rock out. I'm excited about our team. This is a good looking squad right here. I'm proud of the fantasy football show community. Um, I think we, we, we dropped a really good draft so far. 29 on PEDs. He's ready, says coach. Not Pollard, but not my team. Not Pollard, but not my team. It is your team, Kenny. Pretty pumped about not getting Penny's backup. 
says Kenny. What's up, boys? Just driving to work. What's up, Kenny? <sighs> Mega Toast says rank the throne teams as of now. Our team. Taylor Hill. I'll come back to our team. McCaffrey, Evans, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Jacobs, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Lamar Jackson. I'm not scared of this team. It's not bad. It's just Evans and Keenan Allen and A-Rob don't scare me as a second, third, and fourth drafted player yet. We'll see what happens. Eckler, Debo, Andrews, Gibson, Cooks, Walker. Um, It's a good team. It's a good team. Eckler, Debo, Andrews, Gibson, Cooks. I would definitely say it's in the top five. Harris, Fournette. I'm not scared of Fournette. I love ETN. I love DK and Hollywood Brown and Mooney. Those are good wide receivers for this type of strategy. But I think Fournette's going to be a huge miss. And it makes this team not so scary to me. But they could be in the mix for like a top six, top 17. Jefferson, Javante, James Conner, DJ Moore, Sutton, Hunt. Very good pieces to this team, especially at the top. But I'm not scared of the wide receivers. Not scared of Hunt. I like Hunt. If we got Hunt, I'd be, I'd be okay with Hunt where... He's getting drafted. That would have been a great find for us at uh, 6.12, but I'm still not scared of it. Like, Connor could get hurt. I'm I'm not a big fan of Connor. Connor does well when you draft him late, and then when he rises up in ADP, he disappoints. If you remember in Pittsburgh, it's like, I called Connor. I I said Connor would break out and become a league winner when Love Bell wasn't even talking about holding out. So no bigger fan than Connor. You will find no content on the internet, period, that was bolder on James Connor than I was when no one even knew who he was. But once he became the starter, he got overdrafted, he disappointed. Then he goes to Arizona, he's, he's a sleeper under the radar, he, he becomes a monster again because of where you get him ADP-wise. Now he's going to be overvalued. I'm not too worried about acquiring him, especially as my third drafted player. So not too scared of this team, even though as Javante and, and Justin Jefferson. Cooper Cup, Aaron Jones, T. Higgins, J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins is not ready. I don't like that pick at all. Uh, Miles Sanders, I, I'm not a huge fan. Thielen, not scared of this team. I do like the first two picks, not scared of it. Henry, Barkley, A.J. Brown, Pitts, Mitchell, Bateman. This is a good team. This is a top four, top five team. Uh, it all depends on Henry, though. Because Henry and Barkley are two players I do worry about more than other players at the levels that you're taking them, the first and second round, I think this team could get knocked out by injury. But if it stayed healthy, it most certainly would be a top four or five team. Cook, Lamb, Elliott, Kittle, Judy, Cooper. I mean, I like Cook. I like Lamb. I don't like Elliott in the third round. I think that's a huge reach. Kittle is pretty darn decent at 4.5. Judy, I like Judy. I like Cooper. It's good. It's a top 6-7 team. I wouldn't say, oh, God, this is the top three team that we got to worry about. Chase, Chubb, Allen, Waller, Thomas, Clyde. Probably top four or five team. Because, but it does depend on Chubb. Love Allen. Love Chase. Love Waller. Don't like Mike Thomas, but he could work out. Clyde, I'm 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 excited about, but you gotta you know tread lightly with Clyde. It's a good team. This is a top four or five team. 
Mixon, Diggs, Monty, Deontay, Godwin, Schultz. I don't like the Godwin pick at all. Schultz, I love the I love Schultz. It's a little early for Schultz. I was hoping he would have fallen to us at, at seven point one, but he didn't. Um, it's a little early for him, but he definitely could earn this for sure because I think he could be the number two or number three tight end. So I like the pick. It's just it's a matter of like, you know, could he have got him back? He wouldn't have because we would have taken him. Uh, Godwin, I I mean, not not even going to be ready for week one. Like that, I don't understand that pick at all. And I know they're defensive over it because I've seen like comments when the <laughs> in the comments people are like Godwin. And then they're like, what? What? <laughs> but it's like, he's not going to play. They're going to play week one. What are you drafting Godwin for? Not high. Deontay, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Fourth round is way too high for Deontay. I like Monty. I like Diggs. I like Mixon. Those are three good players. But the other part of that that squad doesn't... Schultz, I love, doesn't scare me. Monty doesn't scare me. He's good there. He's a decent pick there. I like him, but he's got a lot of risk. Chicago's rebuilding everything. Who knows what Monty's going to do. Uh, so it's not like it's a home run pick. So I'm not scared of the Monty pick. I like mixing Diggs and Schultz, but that makes it to where this is a, a, a decent team. Sure. They're all decent. They're all good teams, but this team's not a threat to me yet. Swift, Kamara, Pittman, McLaurin, St. Brown. I mean, it, it for what it is, it's a good team, but Kamara is going to knock this team out of contention early on. Um, we might, our our player, our player, Hopkins, who's out six weeks, might be out less time than Kamara or the same amount of time. And this guy's, you know, at 2.2. It's it's just, it's going to be hard to recover from. Not to mention Pittman's a complete reach at 3.1. I know some of you love Pittman. I'm not saying don't trust in him. I'm not saying don't like Pittman. I'm not saying don't draft Pittman. But as your third drafted player, it's risky. Adams, Kelsey, Akers. I don't like Akers this high. Waddle, good value. Not amazing, but I take him there. Mahomes was one of the steals of the draft. 6.1. That Like, I get that we're worried about him losing Hill. But that's a huge fall from grace. He was getting drafted, overdrafted, mind you. But, like, in the late second to early third last year. So, 6.1. He's going to see a down tick in, in, in upside and potential uh, production, but that's still a steal. Dylan, I, I like Dylan a lot there. But overall, this team has, I believe, some running back questions that will be hard to overcome. But could it be carried by Kelsey, Mahomes, and Adams each week? Maybe. Uh, if Akers ends up proving me wrong, then this team could definitely be in the mix of a top five team. But until then, it's, it's going to have a couple holes. So back to our team. We have Taylor, Hill, Brees Hall, Herbert, Mike Williams, Tony Pollard, and DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins is a huge X factor for us. A huge X factor. I mean, if we start off with two wins, we're in trouble. You know, out of the six games. If we're four and two, and then we get Hopkins back, and we have Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, and Mike Williams to go along with Brees Hall, Jonathan Taylor, and Herbert, we're going to be in the money. We're going to be right where we need to be so it's all a matter about surviving. Like maybe we take Rondell Moore later and we cuff Rondell Moore to Hopkins. That's an idea because then we're kind of protected. And then when Rondell, when Hopkins comes back, we slide Rondell Moore down to the bench. That might be a smart cuffing situation for us to get through. Like Hopkins and Rondell Moore together, not not combining, not combining their their uh, their totals, but like seven. 
17 starts between, not counting both of them at the same time, 17 starts between Rondell Moore and Hopkins. So six weeks of Rondell and take him out. And then the remainder of the season with Hopkins, that might be easily a top 10 wide receiver. So that could be a strategy that we deploy later. We'll have to take a look at it. But um, yeah, Instagram, I'm going to let you go. Get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com um, or I'm sorry, youtube.com slash thefantasyfootballshow. Get on over there. Link is in the bio. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you guys. This is a good team. This is a good group of boys. This is a good group of boys we got here. Um, trade in the league, we certainly can, just not mid-draft. You could only trade draft orders entirely, the whole draft order for the whole draft order before the draft started, but now there's no trading. Um, 83 people in here, smash the thumbs up button, says Blackbeard. Guys, annihilated. Dalvin Cook it. Dalvin Cook the like button. Absolutely crush it. James in the building. Um, not a fan of Pollard this year, says Jeff. Um, we are fans of him in general, Jeff. Get on board, bro. You're going to want to be on this train. You're going to want to be on this train, this Tony Pollard train. Al Lazard is a wide receiver one in Green Bay. He'd be a solid late pick. Uh, I agree, Chappie, to cuff with Hopkins if he's there. I bet he won't be there, but if he is there, certainly a good move. I like the idea. I love where your head's at. Uh, this team is just phenomenal. That's a good squad. It does live and die by Brees Hall, but you know what? I'm 100% comfortable with that. I can put my team, I can put any one of my teams on the line with Brees Hall. I feel good about it. If I lose a, a league because of Brees Hall, I'm fine with it. I've accepted that. I'm willing to take that risk. That risk is a very good risk for me to take, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, I we live and die by Brees Hall, and I love it. I love that I can say that. That is a very good gamble. JT, Brees Hall, we could have two top five to ten running backs, one being one to two overall in JT. We could have the number one, at least top two or three quarterback, but maybe the number one quarterback. We could have uh, potentially at some point two or three top 12 wide receivers because I think Mike Williams can deliver top 12. I think he could be the lowest end wide receiver one in fantasy football, meaning 12 or 13 or 14, float around 12 to 14. He could be the last wide receiver one in fantasy football. And I think Tyreek Hill and Hopkins could both be wide receiver ones once Hopkins is back. I'm not saying Hopkins will be a high wide receiver one, but could he dance in that 10 to 14 range right there with Mike Mike Williams? Yeah, he can. Can Tyreek Hill be a 5 to 10 wide receiver? Am I, am I ranking him one? No. But could it be 5 to 10? Absolutely. Um, and Tony Pollard is a is like a, a league-winning flex. Like, we can use him at flex no matter what. But if he gets in there and he's starting games, he's averaging about 5 yards per carry, and he's going to have a double-digit touchdown season if he starts anywhere close to a, a near a full season or even 12 games or something like that. And Zeke Elliott has mileage and MCL and knee issues. That Guys, there's one thing about MCL tears that, that a lot of people aren't talking about. They're painful, and they hurt for a while. My MCL tear ached in the cold weather for almost 10 years after I tore my MCL. I don't think people understand MCL injuries that well. And I've got my model right here. 
but your MCL is the the uh, so you have your LCL and your MCL, and the MC, the MCL on the side of the the knee, the inner part of the knee, it is so painful when you tear that sucker right here. It is so painful. It it, it it it's the when you tear your ACL and you snap your knee. This is the one part, the MCL ligament, that gives you the most pain. That's where my pain was just throbbing. I my knee went sideways. I tore my MCL. I tore my LCL. I tore my ACL in the middle. You can see the ACL and the PCL in the back of the knee. I literally just jostled this knee around. And the most painful part was the MCL. And over five years later, when it would get the weather would get cold or when I would just overdo something, my MCL would be painful. Like Zeke Elliott's not out of the woods in terms of knee issues. And so I, I, I think Tony Pollard's season, he's one of the biggest monster sleeping giant players that also maintains his value where you're taking him because it's entirely baked bake, in. Bake, bake, bake in boys. Entirely baked into to the price. Um because if he doesn't get a hold of the job, he'll earn what you're paying. And that's flex value. So you can win a league with Pollard and you can also maintain flex value and not lose a league because of Pollard. So one of one of our better picks. I mean, in a sense, I like Walker more because I think Walker could be a top five to ten running back. But Pollard might be safer. Like you could say that. Like he's already entrenched in what you assume uh, like a 50-50 timeshare. There's no way Elliott's taken on 70% of the work. Elliott probably can't even take on 60% of the work. Um, Ron with a super chat. Ron, I appreciate you, good buddy. Ron's the man. How you like that new alert there, Ron? A lot easier to see. Just sitting up there like a beast that Ron is. Vamp says, Zeke going to go hard for a new contract, but you can't hold Pollard back. I agree, Vamp. Pollard's going to look good. Paul, Pollard's a, Pollard's one of the more exciting running backs in the entire National Football League. And, 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 and he's so elusive. He's one of the most elusive running backs in the entire league. And I think he's going he's gonna to get unleashed. MCL and ACL as a uh, defensive end took me 12 months to rehab. I lost a step um, as well. Yeah, Scott, I mean, my MCL tear was so painful. And just because you end up, like, getting better doesn't mean you you don't still have potential, like, re-injury issues. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you can just, like, oh, the MCL's behind me. Like, MCL's painful. MCL is, like, it can reoccur. So, and you get, especially if you get hit there, helmet to the knee, and then and then it's boom. He's, 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 he's in such pain and he's got swelling and he's older and the mileage on those knees. Tony Pollard's starting games. It's not a matter of if Tony Pollard starts games. It's a matter of how many games Tony Pollard starts. That, that's, that's my stance on Tony Pollard. Will he start 10 games? Wins a league. Does he start four games? He helps you win a league. Does he start one game or no games? He earns his value, and you don't get to say Tony Pollard won me a league, but you get to say I drafted Tony Pollard. He didn't quite do what I hoped he'd do, but he still earned his value. Thank you, Tony Pollard, for your service. You got what you paid for. That's, I mean, that's the story here. 
Ayuk is about to fall. Um, let's see. Fall out. The word at OGA camp, OTA camp, was him and Lance have great rapport, and sending a lot of spending a lot of time together might end up being the number one wide receiver in San Francisco. I'm I'm dialed into San Francisco, bro, and everybody's running their mouth on on this topic. And Debo, unless Debo gets hurt, he's the number one wide receiver there. This whole narrative that he's going to get less uh, wide receiver action because he's a running back and he doesn't have, like, if he doesn't get the touches, he won't be as valuable. Like, that's such a crazy way to look at it. Coach, I appreciate you. I'm not I'm not coming at you. But, like, when people say that, it's like, did they not realize he was the number one wide receiver in yards per catch in the entire NFL last year? Number one in the NFL in yards per catch. Do people realize before he transitioned to wide back, he was a top five to seven wide receiver in fantasy football? Like, he is a wide receiver. He is a wide receiver, and he is the number one by far and away in San Francisco if he's healthy. Now, does, did the running between the tackles make him susceptible to injury? Yeah. And and for that reason, Ayuk could be in trouble. But don't be surprised if Danny Gray comes in and starts getting a lot of work too if something happened to Debo. Like, wouldn't shock me if Denny Gray outscored um, uh, outscored like Ayuk if let's say Debo went down in week one and didn't play the rest of the year and you got Danny Gray and you got Ayuk. Like, Ayuk was in the doghouse a big part of last year. Ayuk hasn't proven what everybody's acting like he's proven. And I like Ayuk. And if we, we almost drafted Ayuk, I'd be very excited about Ayuk's season. And I, I still am. Just because we didn't draft him doesn't mean I'm not excited. But I don't I, this whole narrative that he's going to take over what Debo... Debo just was asked, Hey, Debo, do you mind leaving the wide receiver position halftime and playing running back? I know you don't play running back. And then he killed it. He crushed it. And then everybody's acting like that doesn't tell you that he's such an athlete that he can come back to wide receiver... And dominate a wide receiver. It's insane to me. It's insane to me. That people actually fault him. And take stuff away from him. Credit wise. And skill set wise. And expectation wise. And respect wise. Because he went to another position that wasn't his. And crushed it. And now he's going to come back to wide receiver a little more. Not all the way. Don't listen to the narratives that he's not playing wide back anymore. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're gonna get your you're gonna get your player to football, and not to mention once he inks his contract, it's all posturing. I'm not playing. I'm not playing two roles unless you pay me. He's trying to get double paid. Why not? Once he gets inked on paper, he wants the football. He's not gonna come in the huddle and they go. Lance goes blue 32 76 hatchback flex capacitor 27 baked potato mashed potato left. You think this man? Debo Samuel is going to say, excuse me, uh, uh, Trey, I am no longer running that play. I only catch the football. I don't want the football. You really think Debo's that kind of person after what he did last year, after what he sacrificed, after everything he put on the line last year, shortening his career by playing running back? I don't know how many, let's just say he shortened his career by four games because he played running back for a quarter of a season. You think that's the kind of guy that doesn't want the football? He wants the football at wide back. He wants the football at quarterback. He wants the football full time. Now, the Niners will be smart not to run him up the gut, but that's not wide back. 
Wide back is out wide, catching the football behind or at the line of scrimmage and, and taking it downfield and making plays so that Jimmy G didn't have to because he couldn't. Debo, you had a better shot at getting the ball to Debo right away instead of letting Jimmy G try and move it down the field. That's why the wideback position developed. It wasn't when he was in I formation running up the A-gap. People really misunderstand when they hear Debo won't play running back as much that they think he won't play wideback. And that's a that's a that's a that's a misconception that people are going to learn about and learn about quick. Thoughts on Swift? I love Swift this year. This year's different than last year. No, I didn't come around on Swift. I like Swift. I love Swift's talent. I hated his situation last year. He had Anthony Lynn ruin him for a half of a season. And and my Niner people in here, put your earmuffs on. You know I support you. I'm a big Niner supporter. I'm not a Niner fan. I'm a Niner supporter. But you guys are just blindly excited about Anthony Lynn because he's just your coach. You don't you don't realize that this guy was an absolute debacle in Detroit last year. And he's not a he's not a good find. Like maybe Kyle Shanahan can get the best out of him and compartmentalize his skill sets and not allow his negative uh, abilities and inabilities to to sour what he is good at. But I love I love Niner fans because they're loyal. And no matter what, you bring a new coach in, it's like, oh, we love Anthony Lynn. Like, you don't even know what Anthony Lynn did last year. It was a debacle. Rock out with a super chat. Rock out to CMC, Henry Barkley. Uh, what Rick would you take? <laughs> Rock out. You've been on a typewriter or something later uh, lately, bro. Uh, I <laughs> CMC Henry Barkley, what Rick would you take? I, I'm trying to figure out what you mean. What what pick would you take? CMC Henry Barkley. Rock out. Clarify this uh, for me. You don't have to super chat it again, but I don't. Let me see. Uh, Mister Mister T, subscribe to the channel. Hey, welcome, buddy boy. Welcome to your new home. Buckle up, saddle up, pitch your tent. Let's go. Rock out. I'm trying to decipher this, bro. I'm trying to decipher this. CMC Henry Barkley, what Rick would you take? What pick would I take? What what would I take? What risk would you take? What risk would you take? Okay. Gotcha. Thank you, uh, Rock out. Thank you, Rock out, buddy boy. Rockout's Rockout's been rocking out here from the beginning, man. This is an OG you're looking at. You're looking at an OG in the works right here. Um, what risk would I take? I would take CMC. I I I I think I would take CMC or Henry. I wouldn't take Barkley. Barkley's going around two now. There's just it's not that I don't think Barkley could deliver round two value. It's that I love a handful, not one, not two, a handful of players more than Barkley in round two. Like every time Barkley, I'm on the clock in round two and Barkley's there, a handful of players I like more. Just a, a, a like a like two handfuls in some cases more than I like Barkley. So it's not, it's about the other players. It's not really about Barkley. Um, Henry... 
I mean, he looks so good running up the hill, right? The grassy hill. He's going. It looks like he's running downhill. Like I understand how attractive it looks when a player's working out and he looks like a beast. And let's be honest, his foot looks like it's holding up well. So I don't, I don't anticipate any setbacks. Part of me wonders if he had that plate taken out of his foot, and we're gonna find that out because he had a plate in his foot. But this guy has mileage that you can't, um, you just can't overlook. His mileage you can't overlook, rock out. And it, it, and to me, and, and not that CMC doesn't, but I feel like both these teams are overworking the player. Both of these teams need to dial them back in order to keep them healthy. And if they do that, then both these players won't produce what we're used to. And if they give both these players the volume that we're used to, they will break. Uh, I, I lean CMC. I feel like the 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 touches concern me more with Henry because he crossed that 400 carry barrier and a 2,000 yard season in the same season, and I find it hard to believe he's going to have a healthy year coming off a broken year, which was predicted by those things. Rushing for 400 yards predicts breakdown. He broke down. Rushing for 2,000 yards predicts a, a breakdown and a cut. Uh, a, a, your stats cut in half. His stats were cut in half. He broke down. Both history was right. Derrick Henry was set to break. Your boy Smitty talked about it. Sell him by week 10. He broke before week 10. And you can say it's coincidence. You can say it's luck. You can't predict injury. Yeah, you can to a degree. There's a probability at least at play. And the probability of Derrick Henry rebounding and being a top five running back all year long, maybe for week one, two, three, four, and then you trade him. Trade him before, I would say, week six. If he's tearing it up, I'd trade him before week six because the odds of Derrick Henry reviving himself at an older age with the mileage that he's encountered, I don't care if he had a year off in, in a sense, people the way people you know word that, I, I the mileage is insane. The mileage is insane. At least McCaffrey didn't have the foot injury that that Henry had or those mileage barriers that he broke. It's really tough. It's really tough. Like, and here's the thing, like, and I appreciate that meet the woo, but here's the thing. I'm going to be wrong. Everyone's wrong. I'm going to be wrong on, on one out of four things minimum. That's the way fantasy football works. If you are 75% accurate, you are doing something absolutely amazing. So you're going to at least get, like, when you're talking about these big type of things, you can't hit on everything. So if your gut screams Derrick Henry, if your gut screams CMC, if your gut screams that you love Saquon Barkley, don't let me talk you out of it. If, if you're on the fence about it, you kind of feel the same way. We're like-minded with it. Let that help you and, and hammer home a point. But if you truly feel like Barkley's going to have a top three running back season, don't let me ruin that from you. Don't let me take that from you if that's what you believed before you got here. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm going to miss one out of four big bull predictions. That would make me a, a wizard in 2022 and I've, I've had years that accurate but I've also had years where I've missed a bunch because injuries can take anybody's prediction out you know 
Like, I'll have years, like, in, in the fantasy industry, according to Fantasy Pros, I finished number one in tight end rankings and draft rankings two out of the last three years. In quarterbacks, I think I was five, number five, and number seven in two out of the last three years. In running backs, I want to say I was, like, 20-something, and then one of the years was, like, 50 or 60 or whatever because I had Clyde Edwards-Alaire ranked really high, and I missed him. I had Drake raked really high and I missed him. Like, and so the, you're going to have those misses. They're going to happen. But like Brett Favre, you can't let an interception scare you off of another bold call or your gut instinct. I can't, I couldn't let Clyde Edwards Alaire affect how I ranked Najee Harris last year. So we went all in on Najee Harris. We didn't let Clyde affect us. We didn't listen to the hate that, oh, you missed on Clyde. You're going to do it again with Najee. No, Najee was a safe 10 to 14 overall pick and people made fun of us for it. Brees Hall is safe at 3.1. If you're forced to take him there, you should absolutely take Brees Hall in round four, especially in underdog drafts, underdog fantasy link down in the description or use promo code Smitty. This guy, Brees Hall is falling to round four. And if you're in a draft like we were in, in this throne draft or are in, in this throne draft, it makes sense to take Brees Hall at 3.1 because look at the running backs aside from ETN that were left after Brees Hall. Brees Hall at 3.1. You're going to go from left to right, okay? Next running back available, uh, I don't mind Gibson. He's a decent pick, but it was, uh, I'm sorry, where were we? Brees Hall, third round. Third round, ETN. I love DTN. We kind of waver between ETN and Brees Hall. Connor, give me Brees Hall. Elliot, give me Brees Hall. Monty, give me Brees Hall. Akers, are you out of your mind? Give me Brees Hall. Gibby, I do like Gibby a little bit, but give me Brees Hall. There was no JK. He's not even ready. He won't be ready. This is Barkley all over again. Writing on the wall. JK is not ready. No news is bad news. There were no running backs. People said we took Brees too early. They're out of their mind. But there's a difference. You have to understand the situation. You need to know what time it is. And the the the, the thing is, Brees Hall at 4.5 wins you a league. But he also wins you a league to a little lesser extent. But he still wins you a league from anywhere in 3.1 to 3.12. If Brees Hall is your third player that you're drafting on draft day, you have win a league potential. Because the guy has top five running back upside. I'm not saying he's a lock or guaranteed to be number five, but he could be the fifth ranked running back in fantasy football at the end of 2022, and I won't be shocked one single bit. You're going to miss at times, guys. It doesn't, it shouldn't affect you. If you have a gut instinct about a player and you have a good history of landing such gut instincts, don't let anybody, including me, talk you out of that bold prediction. And I'm not letting anybody talk me out of how I feel about Brees Hall. How I feel about Kenneth Walker, who has more of the risk that everybody talks about baked into his value. Kenny Walker's going in six to to seven to eight round territory. That bakes in that risk that we don't see him until week four. But make no mistake about it. You draft Kenneth Walker in round four because I'm telling you, he has top five to ten upside. You're not paying attention because drafting Kenneth Walker in round four is a huge mistake because you're not using ADP to your advantage. 
It's ridiculous. You're not you're not listening if you take Kenneth Walker in round four. You're not paying attention. You gotta let him fall. You gotta let him fall. You gotta let him fall, or you don't play ball. Is is essentially the way I feel about Kenneth Walker. Why, Smitty, if he's a top five to ten running back, why don't you just take him early? Because it's all an odds game. He could get hurt. Pete Carroll could play games. You have to protect the risk into the value. And at six and seven round value for Walker, that protects him into not playing at all until week six if you wanted. That would make him still a home run, sleeping giant, win a league player in round six or round seven, even if he didn't touch the field until week six. So I don't want to hear anybody come at me in week one, in week two, in week three, even week four, if Penny's still getting like half of the work and people going, this is Javante all over again. You aren't paying attention. That's why he's going around six to seven because he's not entrenched in the starting job yet. If he was entrenched and embedded into that starting lineup, Guess what? Kenny Walker would be a third or a fourth rounder. Kenneth Walker would be getting drafted right alongside of Brees Hall. So understand what you're doing and don't come back and say, why is Kenny Walker not starting week one? Why is Kenny Walker not getting 80% of the... Smitty, are we dealing with Javante all over again? Please protect your value and your investment and draft him in the right spots. You'll get him in enough leagues to where you'll be fine. Don't overdraft him. Don't reach. And if someone sneaks and grabs him, you're going to have him. He's falling on average in enough leagues. You're going to be fine. You're going to own enough Walker shares to make you happy until your heart's content. Come week 8, 9, 10, and he's blowing up. There's a reason he's a 6th to 7th rounder. I appreciate every single one of you that joined me for this Fantasy Football Throne Draft and drafting we have ourselves a team that team is on roster or on screen right here herbert taylor Brees hall tyreek hill mike williams <laughs> i love it i look so good deandre hopkins tony pollard you guys absolutely crushed it this is why you are the best community and you're going to win this league in 2022 get on over to the fantasyfootballshow.com for your one-on-one text advice your bold predictions your rankings your, your articles i have better uh, I have more rankings than you could possibly uh, desire from super rookie rankings to rookie rankings to top 200 to dynasty to redraft to everything you can think of. And the one-on-one text device. Go on, on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com and become a YouTube exclusive member. The link is in the description. Uh, that's where you see all the awesome emojis supporting the channel. And go to Underdog by clicking the link down below and draft Walker late. Go do it. Underdog. Eighty-one still in here. Please smash that, that thumb up button, guys. Uh, see you later, Scott. See you later, Niner by nature. Niner by nature in the hizzy. Trey Lance season, baby. Trey to the bay. King of the NFC. Niner by nature. Philip, take it easy. Blackbeard, appreciate you guys. Hit that thumb up button. Smash it. Dalvin, cook that thumb up button. 
Vamp, I'll see you later. Scotty, I'll see you later. Blackbeard, Kenny, peace out, Kenny. Wolf, I'll see you, Wolf. Shoddy. Uh, Shoddy's asking a boring question here. Uh, I, yeah, let, bring that up next time, Scott. I gotta go. <laughs> Is there a chance at all Melvin Gordon wins the job again? Uh, he could he could linger there for a little while. But I, win the job? I mean, no. I, mean, I don't. I don't. I mean, it's a shot at anything. If, if let's say Javante got hurt, but Javante was the number one tackle-breaking running back in the entire National Football League last year at, at halftime. Jump all out, bro. Ricky, see you later. Uh, Shoddy, bring that up next show, and I'll definitely answer. I'll, I'll dig into it. Sorry. Um, I got limited time here. Carrie, appreciate you. Jack, I'll see you later, Jack. Drew C. in the house. Best roster in the Cup League so far, says Drew C. Go check it out. Swaggy, later, Swaggy. Appreciate you. Austin Stark in the house. The other Stark is here. Meet the Woo. I'll, I'll see you later, buddy. Ron, the man, the myth, the legend. Ron Navy, ladies and gentlemen. Ron, we'll see you later, buddy boy. Hod Prime, Kevin, Austin Stark, Avi. Rock out, of course. Rock out. I'm sorry I missed your super earlier. I think I'm caught up with you. Rock out on the typewriter, y'all. Rock out on the typewriter. Carlos. All right, guys. I'm out of here. I'll see you all at 7 p.m. Eastern. 